Hello and welcome to the Eisner Amper podcast series. Today we're taking a look at the employee retention credit. I'm your host Dave Plasco and with me today is Ben Asper, a senior manager for Eisner Amper's National Tax Group. Ben, good to talk with you. Hey Dave, great to be here. So this is a really hot topic right now. The ERC, employee retention credit, it was originally scheduled to end on June 30th, but the recently signed American Rescue Plan Act, the, the huge stimulus package that was just passed, it's, it seemed to have breathed new life into the ERC. Tell us a little bit about this credit and why it's so important. Sure. So there's been uh, three versions of the employee retention credit. Let's start with the, uh, its originations. So the employee retention credit was originally enacted as part of the CARES Act um, at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic in early 2020. It allowed a $5,000 credit per employee, uh, a payroll tax credit, um, if a company had a partial suspension of operations or they had uh, a, decl- a 50% decline in their gross receipts. Um, the credit was $5,000 per employee for the entire year. Then we had the second version, um, ERC 2.0, we like to refer to it as. Um, The Consolidated and Appropriations Act passed at the end of 2020 to provide additional funding and stimulus um, to the economy. And what that um, version of the retention credit allowed, and it was actually, uh, part of it was retroactive, it extended the retention credit from December 31st, 2020 until June 30th, 2020. And the old version of the retention credit didn't allow you to claim the retention credit and uh, PPP funds. You have to choose one or the other. And if you have to choose one or the other, PPP was better um, because uh, the cap was higher on the expenses you were allowed to take. Um, But the retention credit, when you claim it, you can't deduct those expenses as well. Version 2.0 was also retroactive in the sense that it allowed anyone that claimed PPP to also potentially claim their retention credit. So that opened up the pool to significantly more taxpayers. And then now we have the ERC 3.0 as part of the ARPA, which now extends the retention credit through the end of 2021. And um, it also created this concept of recovery startup businesses. So businesses that have less than a million dollars in gross receipts, and they started after uh, February 2020, um, can get the retention credit potentially if they meet that criteria. Um, Their credit is limited to $50,000 a quarter, but they don't need to meet the suspension of operations or decline of gross receipts. Okay, so tell us, Ben, a little bit about who's eligible. Does it apply to certain sectors or certain sectors exempt? Uh, what are we talking about as far as credit amounts? G- give us a little bit there. So the beauty of this credit is it's available to a, a large swath of industries. Um, it's not industry specific. It could uh, even um, nonprofits can claim it. Um, businesses of any size um, can claim the credit. Uh, you know, in my experience, in my you know decade plus of practicing tax, I I have never seen such a a wide ranging um, tax credit, beneficial payroll tax credit. There's limitations in the sense that if for 2020, if a business has over 100 full-time employees, it can only claim the credit for employees that were not working. If it's under 100 employees, it can claim the credit from all employees to the extent um, they haven't used the same wages as uh, their PPP for given proceeds. 
for 2021, the big expansion is that employees up to 500 full-time employees can claim for uh, employees that were working and were not working. So if the, if for 2021, if the employer has over 500 employees, they can only claim the credit for the employees they paid not to work, or if they had furlough employees and they, they paid their health, health insurance premiums, they could claim that as well. The credit amounts for 2020, the maximum is $5,000, so that uh, 50% of the first $10,000 in wages. For 2021, the, the credit is expanded significantly. It's 70% of the first $10,000 in wages per quarter. So that's a $7,000 credit per employee per quarter. So if a company is eligible for the entire 2021 for each quarter, they can potentially claim a $28,000 credit per employee. So uh, you know it, it, it could really add up and be uh, have you know be a meaningful amount of uh, of tax of payroll tax savings if a company is eligible. Yeah, that's that's significant, particularly for a small business that's struggling. Ben, are there any unanswered questions or issues with respect to the IRS as far as this credit? So when the retention credit was initially passed in early 2020, Congress wanted to provide immediate relief to businesses and to ensure that they re- retain their, their employees. Pretty soon after the, the passage of the, of the CARES Act, they released um, frequently asked questions on their uh, you know, IRS website. There was about oh, close to 100 FAQs, but even with 100 FAQs, there were still a lot of questions that remained unanswered. Um, a lot of it, especially once the Appropriations Act passed at the end of 2020 and allowed PPP recipients to claim the retention credit, there was a significant amount of questions be- between the interplay of PPP and the retention credit. So if I've already claimed PPP funds and applied for forgiveness, and I want to claim the benefits of retention credit, you know, you know, what are the mechanics, what are the interplay of claiming the credit? So fast forward, uh, about a month ago, the IRS released a tax notice that, that clarified a lot of this. And what they said basically was, if, if those wages are claimed on the PPP forgiveness application, you can't use the same wages for the retention credit. So even though, the taxpayer could have used less wages to claim forgiveness. They're still saying that that you can't use the same wages for um, for the retention credit. So the tax notice provided us guidance on 2020, but it was not binding on 2021. But um, it could give us uh, insight into the IRS's thinking for the 2021 tax credit. Okay, so you're you're relatively comfortable with the amount of guidance that's out there on this for the moment. For the moment, yes. I mean, we could always use additional guidance, but. It, um, for the interim, uh, the tax notice was, was fairly comprehensive. It was over, over 100 pages. And finally, Ben, you know, I know applying for stimulus from the federal government or state government, local government, it's, it's never really push button. You know, it often can be very complicated. And with business owners struggling to keep the doors open and do what they do and do what they specialize in, this is really where someone like yourself, a business advisor, can come in really handy. Tell people about your involvement in the application process and what you need to do, what's involved. I know a lot of times, you know, the slightest error, your application can get kicked out. Talk about the application process a little bit. So the retention credit is a payroll tax credit, and the, the penalties surrounding payroll tax credits can be pretty severe. The IRS takes payroll taxes very seriously. So I, I think it's extremely important to uh, you know, engage a tax advisor that's knowledgeable in the retention credit. 
at Eisner Amper, we can help uh, you know determine if your company is uh, eligible, and we could additionally help calculate the credit and work in tandem with the the payroll processing company to ensure that the proper um, application and calculations are submitted to the IRS. Okay, great. Any uh, final thoughts? Um, you know, looking into your crystal ball a little bit, how, you know, how much of an impact this might have, you know, what, what, how, how would you sum this up? I would say since originally back in 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic, like I mentioned earlier, taxpayers really have to choose between the PPP and the, and the retention credit. The retention credit was largely ignored um, because the PPP was better. But now that you can have your cake and eat it too, I believe that this retention credit is going to you know, become a extremely you know, hot topic. And a lot of taxpayers are starting to realize that they could be significant savings and, you know, and help them push, the, push the, their business through the pandemic. You know, even if, uh, if, if a company has 100 employees and they're getting $28,000 per employee if they're eligible for the whole year, that's a significant number for a small business. So um, I, I would suggest contacting uh, your tax advisor to determine whether um, you know, your company would be eligible for the retention credit. Great. Well, Ben, thanks uh, for helping us spread the word and, and get the information out there to a lot of these businesses that are hurting and could use the help. Thanks, Dave. And thank you for listening to Eisner Amper's podcast series. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eisner Amper podcast when we get down to business.